0: This episode of the All Things Private Practice podcast is brought to you by CPH and Associates, the leading provider of malpractice insurance for outpatient mental health practices throughout the United States. With up-to-date legal resources and competitive rates, CPH can ensure your private practice against board complaints and malpractice lawsuits. CPH offers both individual and business entity coverage, which can protect your LLC or corporation. A business policy with CPH is tailored to meet the needs of your practice, providing options to add general liability to your office office, business personal property damage, and cyber liability for data breach coverage. Policy holders also have access to our attorney helpline, providing two hours of consultation with a malpractice attorney for situations with a client that could result in a claim or lawsuit. CPH is committed to providing exceptional customer service and superior coverage to mental health professionals. Protect your career and find peace of mind with CPH. Get a quote and apply online at cphins.com backflash all things. Hey everyone, you are listening to another episode of the All Things Private Practice Podcast. I'm Patrick Casal and I am joined today by my friend and colleague, Jeff Gunther. For the second time, we are going to talk about more polarizing topics in the world of mental health and therapy. And we are going to talk about becoming a TikTok influencer, therapist, business owner, and the pros, cons, and the dark, dirty fucking secrets in between. So, Jeff, thanks again for being here. And, you know, always enjoy our conversations. And I'm interested to see where today goes yeah i'm interested to see where it goes too i'm
1: honestly i'm all over the place with how i feel about tiktok and being on tiktok and i have a lot to say about it and i feel like this is my prediction is that at the end of this episode after a therapist or anybody who listens to it they're going to either be like fuck no i'm never getting on tiktok this sounds horrible or they're just like hell yeah this is amazing i can't wait to do it a lot of times there's there's not a lot of middle ground
0: here I was just thinking about that as you were saying that about the middle ground piece of like, you're either all in and invested in this shit or like you want nothing to do with it. So tell us about how you kind of got into this world of TikTok influencing, because you have how many followers at this point in time?
1: Mm, like 815,000, I think.
0: Holy shit. Yeah. So we're talking about like we're at a million in in another couple of weeks, I imagine, if not sooner than that.
1: In like two to six weeks,
0: probably at a million. Mm hmm. When you started this and you kind of start going down the rabbit hole of, ooh, this could be something that could be useful, do you ever see it becoming what it's become?
1: I mean, I'm not going to lie. I have dreamt of being an influencer. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So, yeah, that was, I mean, it was in the, that was a goal of like, when I started TikTok, I was like, I think I got this. I think I understand it. I've been like watching it for two years and I'm a big fan of TikTok and TikTok is just sort of like, you know, I like YouTube, but YouTube is just sort of like, these are really long fucking videos. TikTok is just like short form YouTube where you don't even, it just, and and TikTok has The best most creepiest accurate algorithm ever it learns you and knows you better than you know yourself uh better than your therapist knows you uh it's so like there's something incredibly attractive and powerful about that and i was like i think i understand that the algorithm i also know that mental health is trending like no other time before because of like the fucking garbage dumpster fire that we all live in uh (laughs) so i'm gonna go ahead and try to take
0: a podcast episode title right there the garbage fucking dumpster fire that we all live in slash TikTok. (laughs) okay so you're gonna take advantage of this and you wanted to you kind of get the sense that like i have the foresight to know that mental health is trending i'm gonna start talking about topic a b and c and see where this goes
1: Yeah. And um, also, as you know, and maybe many of your listeners know, (laughs) the content that I've been typically creating for the past four or five, six years, whatever it's been, it's been directed towards therapists. And I love you therapists, but I'm tired of you therapists. And I, and I I don't want him to like just not create any more content for therapists. I was just like, I mean, I'm still I still do and I'm still going to, but I want to like, I wanted to see if I can connect with like the normal people, the non-therapists out there. And I was like, TikTok is my way in. I'm going to go ahead and try to do that. And it started out with me being like, I'm going to try to be Hilarious, like I think that I'm very funny and nobody knows about this sort of like irreverent side of my of like sense of humor, and so the first three videos that I did are very weird um did not work. I, I think they're hilarious, but nobody else really did. and so then on my fourth video, I was just like, oh god, I'm just gonna give I'm just gonna give the kids what they're here for, and I made a video on like five questions that you should ask your therapist and one of the questions was you should ask your therapist what they've diagnosed you with because it's likely that they probably have a diagnosis for you and tiktok eats up the diagnosis shit because they are constantly the gensers and millennials are constantly using tiktok for better or worse to diagnose themselves to be like what the hell is going on with me and like the sort of like unsettling upsetting side that maybe therapists would feel about that is just like oh tiktok is not therapy and i am expl- explicitly say that But so it's just like, oh, it feels like having ADHD or being on the spectrum or even having a personality disorder or something like is very trendy or is on trend. And so like kids are like, oh, I must be this. Um, So anything about like diagnoses can really start trending. But on the other side of that, it's kind of like, well, you know. Uh, therapy is really hard to get into. It's hard to find a therapist because we're all busy or you have to have money or you have to have insurance or there's so many things that are getting in the way of that. So if like kids can use TikTok or Google or Instagram to really understand how their psyche works and all these therapists are like providing really good content then that's amazing. You can advocate for yourself. Um, So those are the, those are two sides of one of the issues and there's many, many issues. But ever since I made that video, that video got 100 Hundred thousand views just like in a few hours and that launched me and so if you're going to do this you like eventually have to have somewhat of a viral video
0: and then if you keep on chugging along you can like create a really big account. So that's so interesting because I hear so many things going on right now and I imagine that you feel like you're in the center of a lot of polarizing stuff in the therapist world a lot of the times I think some people would even use the term like notorious or notoriety that comes with your personality and how you speak up and about the things that you're passionate about. Mm -hmm. You just mentioned like two things that are really important, right? Like the normalizing of diagnosis, even though saying this is not a way to diagnose, but these are things that you should ask about in terms of what your therapist is actually conceptualizing. I don't think enough clients do that. And then also naming the fact that Therapy is really fucking hard to get into. We're in a mental health pandemic. Nobody has openings. I mean, everyone's starting practices and filling up very quickly. And it's wonderful that you're naming those things because, again, that's normalizing the experience for people out there who maybe don't know what it's like to be on the other side now. I know you get a lot of shit for this, too. So what is the other side? Like, what's the dark side of some of this? Because I think that's what people really want to know about is like, what else do I have to take into consideration when I'm doing this and and doing it as a therapist or for mental health purposes? Yeah, I want to talk about the cons or the dark side just to name off a few other pros.
1: So you could get a bunch of followers. That's great. If that's what you're looking for that could lead to a ton of clients not that we need it anymore but <laughs> i mean if i mean i would if my practice could hold it i would have thousands of clients hundreds of right. people are reaching out to me every day um but this isn't really about the client like a TikTok influencing thing like isn't about the clients really so much it's about like creating extra streams of income so now all of a sudden you have a really big opportunity to create extra streams of income. So it's, and it's about brand building. Like this is your opportunity to like build a brand with people that resonate with what your niche is. And if you have a big enough account, which really maybe might only be like 50,000 followers, uh, which sounds like a big number, but it might not be too difficult to get there if you like really work at it. After about 50,000 followers or so, you will get approached by sponsors. People will ask you if they'll like, if you can like, you know, Make a video about their thing. I've said no to all of them so far. Uh, we can talk about that if you want but uh you so you can make a ton of money and in, in lots of different ways and it's it's for me, the best part about it is that it's creatively challenging. Um, I like to try to come up with like some really interesting way of educating people or being funny in less than a minute. So that's just like a really fun thing for me to do. And that's what kind of like keeps me going every day. However, yeah, you got got something to say?
0: I'm just thinking about that. That's such a good point of like we need to have it be very quick, right? Like we need to have it engage and have people feel like they got something out of it in a minute or less and as we see attention spans shrink and get less and less including my own i do think that's why tiktok has become so fucking popular and almost borderline addicting in some ways because it's like one minute of like enjoyment dopamine hit onto the next thing onto the next thing right are you sitting around like thinking about how you're going to structure or is it more like spur of the moment idea i'm jumping into this and creating this
1: I mean, I've created a structure, so I have a template. And if you go, if you search for therapy, Jeff on TikTok, you'll start scrolling through my videos and you're like, I see what he's doing here. I totally get it. And I want to talk after we talk about like the cons or the dark side, I want to go into tips for being successful. Absolutely. You want to go down this rabbit hole with me. Um, So we'll, so I I do want to get to that, but, but I, but I also think, yeah, you're right. It. You know how they say, like, you know, when people develop apps or you look at your phone, it's sort of like, it feels very much like a slot machine where you sit in front of a slot machine and get those dopamine hits and there's like intermittent reinforcement. This is just 100% that (laughs) you are like literally scrolling through this endless supply of dopamine hits. And sometimes you get just enough to keep on scrolling through 10 more videos. So- I am contributing to the downfall of society and I'm going to try to cash in on it. I don't fucking care. Like, I think you all should too. (laughs) No, that. I mean, yes, but also I'm also trying to like create really good educational content.
0: (laughs) Sure, yeah. And I think that's the thing, right? Like there's so much judgment around the fact that people can monetize this stuff but isn't that what we're all doing as entrepreneurs is we are monetizing our skills in whatever capacity we can and most therapists are starting to realize that their skills lend themselves to more than just clinical work and the realization of like oh shit i have so much more to offer the world in all of these ways and i can make money doing them and that's okay because you're still providing some sort of help or guidance or support in one capacity or another and i just think that's a major trend in in the mental health therapy world of like we still have a lot of money shit to work through and that's going to continue until we address our own money trauma and anxiety and monetizing a tiktok account isn't unethical for everyone listening and monetizing a tiktok account is not a bad thing It's just about making sure that your values align with what you're doing and that you are using your business platform for whatever purposes that you want it to serve. So, yeah, let's talk about the monetization piece and how to be successful, because I think a lot of people listening are probably apprehensive or scared or like may have never even opened the fucking app. And I'm like, I could probably create a following, right? Like, but do I want to go down that rabbit hole? Because I am the hyper focused ADHD autistic type where it's like tunnel vision and i will never come out i just started game of thrones downstairs before i got on this podcast for the 10th fucking time this year my wife is dming me like please turn that shit off i see that you're watching it like please don't go down this rabbit hole but i'm already down it so here we are
1: Yeah. So I can understand why you're thinking twice about getting on the TikTok bandwagon. It's, it's addictive. I mean, you know, like I'm, I mean, I'm also in it for the likes. Like I get the dopamine hits when I make these little viral videos and they get to, you know, a certain amount of views that I think is a good amount of views. I feel so good about myself. I feel successful. I feel seen the, the, like all the followers, my audience that I've created, they love me. They love me more than anyone. they, love me in such an unhealthy <laughs> degree. <laughs> uh, I mean, not all of them, but like the adoration that I get is, is bonkers. Um, however, let's talk about the dark side a little bit. Uh, so I've, I've been doing this for maybe five months or so. I've made about 275 ish videos. That's more than once a day, up to three times a day, um, which you might be like, that's a lot and you'd be right. That is a lot, but I have a really big following and that's one of the ways to like continue it, to make it even bigger. It's going to take up a lot of time. I devote 15 to 20 hours per week. You don't have to do that, but I do. And I take it really seriously. And it's now part of my identity. It's not like, oh, I need to make a TikTok. It's like, I can't wait to make a TikTok. It's not like, I have to go to the gym and I hate it. It's like, I love being fit and I can't wait to be more fit. Like, it's just sort of, so that's the reason why I can do it but time will be taken up. It's going to cut into everything work, personal life, unless you have really good boundaries around it. I am a single person with no kids. I have all the fucking time in the world. You are probably not that, or maybe you are. And if you are start a TikTok. So there's the time thing. There's also like, you're going to mess up. And when you mess up and when you say the quote unquote wrong thing, uh, whether it really is the wrong thing, or you're being taken out of context or whatever, you will be told, especially if you. Have a bigger account, you'll be told, you'll be tried to, you'll you'll be called out, sort of like canceled in a way, or try to get canceled. And you have to figure out how you're gonna to respond to that. You need to think about that beforehand because you're gonna be like, fuck this. That's not what I'm saying. The whataboutism on TikTok and everywhere probably is rampant. So if I make a video that's just one minute about like five reasons you're not in a healthy relationship. There's going to be people that are being like, yeah, but um, what about if you're, uh, what if you're coming from an abusive relationship or what if you're not neurotypical or what if you're, you're dating narcissists or what if you have this trauma or what, and all the what ifs or what abouts are right. You are right. (laughs) Yeah. Like this is not, I'm not even going to argue that because you're correct, but you could do that with every single fucking video I put up there. So you have to figure out what you are going to do about that? And sometimes. You cross a line. So the first line that I crossed, that I really didn't feel like I did, but it it turned out I did, is uh, a funny little video I made. I thought was funny, uh, where I said, uh, and this was like trending at the time, where I was like five things that you could say to low key piss off your therapist. Um, And one of the things I said was, you know, one of the things was just like ask to sit in their cheat in in their chair, or you should end the session instead of that, like whatever harmless funny things. But then. Another thing was like, go ahead and Google your symptoms and bring it in and be like, you're wrong about my diagnosis. And this is actually what's wrong with me. Cause we've all had those clients. They're just like, actually it's Google tells me this. And I got a lot of hate uh, being like, actually those are clients advocating for themselves. And I can't believe you're saying you're like making fun of them. That's not okay. So then I had to make an apology video, sort of like make, letting people know that I understand. And I'm sorry that I did this. Uh, that's happened. I don't know, maybe 10 times where I've like stepped in it accidentally And every time I'm reactive and I'm like, fuck this, I'm not making TikToks anymore. You don't like this is you are not letting me be funny or you're not letting me be silly or sarcastic or uh, hyperbolic. So there's this extra thing that goes along with being a therapist on TikTok or social media where it's like, aren't you supposed to be professional? And I think that's like a really interesting conversation is like the professionalism that therapists are supposed to have. And if we agree with that or not, and if we're supposed to be really professional and just educational, we should not be silly. We should not be like having these like interesting takes or something. We should probably not even be on social media at all. you know. And there's a big group of people that don't like that some therapists are being themselves or being authentic and like putting out their views on TikTok. So
0: that, I don't know, Do you, how do you feel about like the professionalism thing? You just made so many points that I want to I comment on. And <laughs> one, the first one that comes immediately to my mind is that I like that you're naming the fact that like this is kind of an ego boost in some ways. Like it's stroking the ego, right? Like all the likes, all the positive reinforcement that comes with it. Because regardless of whether we want to admit that or not, when we share something, when any of our posts get likes, comments, shares, something on social media, it does create that validation and reinforcement, even though it maybe sometimes it's not the healthiest reinforcement, but it does. And it really does give you that boost. So I like that you name that because I think that's really important for people to acknowledge, like we can name that stuff, and that's okay. It doesn't mean that it's unhealthy behavior. Right. Then you're, let's you're go. Looking in, at,
1: you're looking at all the downloads for your podcast, right? Phone. Oh,
0: every fucking day, multiple <laughs> times a day, man. Like, I'm not gonna lie. I I was looking at um <clears throat> the one I released on Monday with a good friend of mine, and like, I'm like, okay, we hit this number. Okay, we hit this number. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, does that really fucking matter? Probably not. But it does feel good that people mm-hmm. are listening and downloading. So I would be lying if I said otherwise that it was just like I don't care what the response is, then well then it's not a fucking hobby for me at the end of the day either. So I want to jump into the ethical dilemma here because I think you're so spot on with this where it's like you can say the wrong thing all the time in any situation. I do appreciate that you are saying I make these apology videos, I walk it back, I at least name and acknowledge it. Because there's a lot of people out there that probably wouldn't. They probably would have the fuck you reaction and either say it or just cancel their account, right? Mm -hmm. And then we get into the conversation that is so much more it can we could go down this road forever, but the conversation about therapists and being professional in social media and how they interact with the world. And I know that if you're listening to this podcast, you know very well that I am a huge advocate for therapists being human beings because we are and we can't always get so caught up in this mentality of I've got to show up a certain way, I've got to dress a certain way, I've got to be robotic, I've got to be like a blank slate, I can't disclose, I can't be authentic, I can't share my tattoos, like who fucking cares? You're a human being who's doing work in a relational way. So if you're showing up on TikTok, on Instagram, on Facebook, I am sure there are times where you have put stuff out to the world where you feel a little uncomfortable And maybe some people in your circle have told you that you went too far. You said too much. You disclosed too much information. You weren't being ethical. You weren't being professional. I get hater emails all the time now about my lazy, unprofessional ways when I'm using too many F-bombs, so to speak. (laughs) And my response, I want to say, fuck off. Like, you don't have to follow me because it will always be like, I love your content. It's been so helpful for me. However... I would really like it if you didn't swear as much. It makes you sound lazy and unprofessional. And I think to myself, so you like my content, you get it for free, it's been helpful, but you don't like the way that I deliver it. That is just fucking ridiculous to me. So I Mm -hmm. politely say the unsubscribe button is at the bottom of the email and you (laughs) no longer have to be subjected to lazy, unprofessional uh, content filled with expletives. You know, I, I think you're so right because it's so we're so quick to jump on that bandwagon as a profession of like calling each other out and almost shaming one another when it comes to hey this is how you're showing up in the world this is what you're putting out there and what i hear you saying is your tiktok is just for fun and to influence and to have a a presence that doesn't mean you're going out there and bashing therapists that doesn't mean that you're going out there and bashing your own profession it's like hey i'm just making these funny videos and people can take them as they will and it's unfortunate that there is backlash for that as well too yeah it it is unfortunate And
1: I think that some people we're going through something us as like therapists where we're trying to figure out what are we on social media? And I don't think we quite know I'm, I'm totally in alignment with you. And I'm just like, fuck it. I'm going to be my, my 100% self. I also understand that this could, this might be bad. (laughs) I don't know, like bad for me, possibly bad for therapists in general. But I, I think it's like overall a good thing that we are authentic selves and it's okay with me. If some people feel kind of weird or awkward about that, there's some other (laughs) because I have like a bigger following and there have, I have a bunch of fans and I'm happy about that. There's also people that don't like me and and you don't have, you don't even have to have like a large following to be disliked these days. But like, if you do, there'll be like a lot more opportunity to be disliked or to have your content combed through and to find out ways to try to you know get under your skin or something and I'm still just like i like to get all the likes and all the views um you know the opposite I don't like to get the hate it still makes me feel bad and um sad and upset with myself or so there's there's people out there that think I'm really annoying and it might just be the way I talk or the thing, the content, that the type of content that I deliver. And I was watching or listening to a favorite podcast of mine called, Is It a Cult? Where they just like take, you know, like CrossFit, Is It a Cult? Yeah. Or um, Devil, able, is it a cult? <laughs> uh, and They did one on Instagram therapists, Is It a Cult? And there are some Instagram therapists out there that are questionable. There's one, I'll call her out. She doesn't care about me, I think. But her, she goes by the Instagram name of the Holistic Psychologist. Um, she feeds a bunch of people garbage. She tries to like take your money. Um, she has like really nice shiny content that people get hooked into. She has millions of followers, and on this podcast I was listening to it it was really good educational funny there's like a cult author who like writes about cults and there's a comedian who's really funny they talk about the holistic psychologist and then they go to break and they come back and they play a clip from one of my videos and I'm like oh no And at the end of one of my videos, they say, this guy is so fucking annoying. Uh, and and that's all they say. <laughs> they don't say why I'm annoying. They don't say what the problem is with me. And I was so sad because like, I looked up to these women I and, and they think that I'm really annoying. I ended up sending them a message. I was like, tell me about why I'm annoying. I want you as my audience to like, enjoy what I'm, and they were like, Sorry, we didn't even think about it. We just said you're fucking annoying. Like, and we just threw it out there and you're not, and you're making good content, whatever. So it would, like turned into like a good conversation. But now I know like from that and from like other videos that people have posted, if someone posts a video of mine and they're, and they like, say that this guy is problematic. I'll look through those comments and we'll be like, yeah, we all can't stand him. So you've got to have thick skin. And I also like operate as an avatar. And I'm not saying this to like, you'll see what I mean. I operate as an avatar in that, like, I am a white, straight, privileged man. I I have every single privilege. All the privileges were given to me. Um... So, I am this like avatar of like this white privileged man person. And if you have a problem with like white male therapists or whatever, like you're going to be like, fuck this guy. There's like so much to throw at me, understandably so. Like, I totally get where that's coming from. I don't think it's fucked up, but that's the flack that I'm going to catch. So, if you're a white therapist, a man or a woman, and you start like putting shit out there, you are an avatar that's going to collect um, some criticism, whether it's fair or whether it's not. So you need to be sure that you can like handle that.
0: You know what I mean? like that you named that you know acknowledging the privilege piece and just the recognition that like that's going to bring some emotion and some frustration and some anger and rightfully so in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. so i think that's really important to name it and i like that you're also just naming your own vulnerability in this because i think you're right from the outside looking in people probably look at you and your success and how outspoken you are about some topics and they're like fuck this guy like i don't like him and you're a human being who also has feelings regardless (laughs) of success and of course it's going to sting when you start to see like the more successful you become however we want to define success whether it's number of followers number of you know sponsorships doesn't matter it is going to also come with the other side where it is going to be more and more people who don't like you and sometimes those those thoughts and feelings and reactions are justified and sometimes it's just like i don't like that fucking guy because he has a million followers and i think he sucks and like it's just i've realized that too as my like my reputation has grown you're never going to attract everybody right that's just the reality. And being successful in being an entrepreneur who is out in the world and visible and being seen, there's a lot of vulnerability that comes with that. I think that the more successful people out there in these platforms are doing so because they are willing to put themselves out there. They know they're being seen. It is uncomfortable. It is vulnerable. There is a lot of scare or fearfulness in that. But the ability to kind of embrace that and also recognize like sometimes this is going to fucking hurt and sometimes this is going to be really painful and sometimes my own shit is going to come up in terms of feeling insecure or not good enough or like I made a mistake that I can't walk back and I think that's really the human experience in so many ways and being willing to just put it out there feels very different than the opposite where it's like I have these ideas but I don't want to do it because I'm scared of how people are going to react.
1: Yeah, exactly. The other like final sort of, I don't know if it's a dark side, but something to like think about, which I did not think about. And I kind of paid the price. Um, You should ask yourself, how do you feel? How would you feel if a client of yours saw your videos and saw you on TikTok? I blew up really quickly, uh, you know, on the fourth video. This was not something I was like thinking about. The like week, the following week where I saw a bunch of clients, over half of them we're like so I was scrolling through TikTok and you come up on my phone and how jarring of an experience would that be for to like see your therapist come up and they're trying to be funny or they're trying to be quippy or they're trying to be like really educational but whatever i'm trying to be or i'm acting like my TikTok personality sure it's like an authentic part of me but it's also like a character of mine or a side of mine that my clients do not see like they might see like little bits or subtle whatever but like i'm not trying to like stuff therapy into one minute for my clients i like know you know obviously but some of my clients were uh it's not like they were shocked, but they were just like, I don't know what to do with this. You know, some of them were like, can I comment? And I was like, I'd rather you not because just sort of like confidentiality and whatever. And some of them are like, well, is this how you really think? Are you your TikTok personality or are you who you are in front of me? And there was like some trust or broken or something funky really happened there Um, and then we had to process these things you know obviously there's like you can use it for really good shit to grow and all that wonderful stuff if you're a good therapist of course you can turn it into something that's healing or illuminating I don't even though like my clients say that they're like fans of mine and like loved when they see me on their feed it's weird so you know think about that because we do to some degree we all want to like well to a big degree probably we want to protect our client relationship So you have to kind of like weigh that and think about what you're putting out there.
0: That's really well said. And I'm sure that's a fear for a lot of you listening. I've heard it myself when people are, you know, should I create an Instagram? Should I create a TikTok? Should I create a Facebook page? What if my clients come across it? That's the risk that you run when you are a small business owner is that you are going to be visible. And sometimes you're going to run into your clients in the community. Sometimes you're going to run into your clients on social media. And I think it is about how you approach it and how you respond to it. So it sounds like you did some repair work with some of those clients just to be like, hey, this is just a personality, right? Like this is a hobby. This is something I enjoy doing the same way we all have these things and as parts of our lives. And I think that it sounds like you handled that really well, but it's a very valid concern for some of you who are like, hmm, do I want that to, to happen to me? And I think that the more visibility you have, the topics that you talk about, you have a likelihood of that having a very good potential. As my podcast has taken off, I've had clients text me, hey, been listening to your podcast. It's really great. When are you going to break up with me in terms of no longer wanting to be my therapist? Oh, interesting. And I'm like, oh, shit. Well, that is coming. I mean, I'm glad we can name that. And we can have this conversation of working myself out of being a therapist. And that allows for us to have some really good conversation around abandonment, insecurity, transitioning and I think it's about how we address it and how we respond because those those comments are valid and those concerns and fears are also valid. So I think it sounds like you handled it really well. And for any of you listening, just just be mindful of that, how you show up and the fact that people are going to going to see your stuff. That's just the reality.
1: Yeah. People are going to see your stuff. And this, you know, I, at the beginning of every intake, I, I have a little speech where I'm just like, Hey, Portland is a small place. We might run into each other. If we do, this is what happens. And now I'm adding TikTok to that speech. Hey, you might find me on TikTok and you do, then this is how you might feel. And you shouldn't make a comment and blah, blah, blah. The other thing about that is that like clients also ask, like, so was this TikTok about me? And I'm just like, Oh no, of course not. But probably, like, you know what i mean? like, no, hell no, not at all. But all of your, all the client shit that like everything is like gets soaked up and will somehow come out some way in these TikTok videos, even though I am like vigilant about making sure. But I don't have a session and then make a TikTok video right after be like, oh, my God, what I talked about. like, but it seeps through and clients are going to be like, is he talking about me now? Is he talking about me now? Is he talking about me now? And no, but yes. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like you're not setting out that day to create that specific TikTok uh, episode or video, but with the client in mind, but some of the stuff you're talking about, the client exhibits or client has those struggles or concerns or shows up that way. Yeah, that makes total sense. So you're starting to build this into your informed consent process. It sounds like what do clients say when you say like, you may find me on TikTok and I may talk about A, B and C. What's the, what kind of responses do you generally get?
1: Well, you know, It's at first they're like, fuck yeah, I want a rock star therapist that's an influencer on TikTok until they actually see me and they come in. It's a totally different experience. And so one of the things I might say on a video is like, why is it okay for you to be in a relationship with somebody that's not going to meet your needs? And that's the exact same line I used to start a video. And now it feels like it's all that video is all about them. And I'm like yelling at them through that video or something. So I'm just like, you're going to think that it's really cool until you really start personal personalizing it. And then let's talk about that. It's just more like uh, interesting stuff to talk about, but it's something that needs to be in your informed consent.
0: Wow. I would never have even thought about that. So that's really wonderful for people to know and think about like the fact that you're naming that and then yeah, clients are going to internalize it, make it personal. And then all of a sudden it's a very different type of conversation Mm -hmm. that probably wouldn't be happening had this app not been created and exist. So it's just interesting because for those of you listening who are like feeling some resistance or even anger or like, hell no, I could never do this. Why are you doing this? The world is changing and COVID has changed the world significantly in terms of how we interact with our technology and how we connect through technology. And I don't see that shifting. I don't see that ever going away. I think that is going to continue to trend in that direction. So It's kind of one of those evolve or get left behind mentalities in a lot of ways, too, with a lot of the stuff that people are doing out there. So I just, you know, be creative and tap into what you've got, because there are ways to make this a really successful venture. And I think you want to talk about that, like monetization and sponsorships and, you know, stuff like that, that can really come up for people when they start to become somewhat successful.
1: Yeah. So let's go through real quick what you can what what I think you should do. If you're, if you want to be a successful therapist, influencer on TikTok, Okay. Like I said before post a lot, don't fuck around. You post at least once a day, try to get that shit under one minute. It could go all the way to three minutes, but the sweet spot is one minute. You want to make the first two seconds, maybe three seconds, incredibly hooky. So like I just said before, like. Um, like you know, a really great hook would be like, are you needy or are you just not getting your needs met in a relationship? Right. And so it's like, oh, that's me, you know, and then you got them. <laughs> and then you can like talk for the next 30 to 60 seconds and the more like uh, amount of time that they watch your video the more TikTok is going to be like oh i guess people are really resonating with this we'll send this to another 10 people another 100 people another 1000 people and TikTok is constantly being like how much of this video are people watching TikTok wants to make sure that people are watching at least 50% of the video. So it's a 60 second video. They want to see you get to 30% 30 second video. I mean, you know, 30 seconds or, you know, you know what I mean? So you want to get them hooked in order to watch at least 50% so that it can start to go viral, um, be very niche. We talk about this. Everyone knows this by now. I don't even have to fucking say it, but like, just be niche. What is your niche? Talk about it. You are going to create a like devoted audience that is into it. Most of your videos will not go viral. The ones that don't are for your core audience and they love it and they'll watch it and you're a rock star to them. Pack in as much info as you can. So talk faster than you'd like to talk, not so fast that it's like upsetting. Um But you're not going to talk like this and just sort of have these musings. It's not going to hook anybody. It's kind of annoying. And I think that like, if you really want to do this, go to therapy, Jeff on TikTok and look at all my videos. Look, just start scrolling through all of them and start making videos with the same topics that I've made, but put your take on it. What's your spin? Because like we've all said everything, everything's out there. Nothing is original anymore. But it would be like original if you put your little spin on it, just like I've done. I'm, I'm not going out there and stealing content. I'm like, oh, that's an interesting idea. What would I say? You should do that too. Look at my videos, do the same thing that I do, and then create community. When you post a video, there will be like your biggest fans that start commenting right when you post it. Talk to those fans. Thank them for being there, give them thoughtful responses, like stay on that video for five to 15 minutes while people are commenting and then you can leave it. But you need to like engage with your community and those people, they'll create content for you basically by like asking you questions and you just create videos that are answering their questions and you, so it's sort of like this nice little cycle, if you do that, you could be very successful. And it's very exciting. It's very fun. And uh, it's fantastic. And that's when you'll start to be like approached by people to give you money. So do you have any questions about anything that I just said there?
0: Yeah, I mean, all of that is great advice to follow, not just for TikTok, but in general, when it comes to social media creation, because content is king, right? It's got to be consistent. You've got to show up. You've got to be visible. Um, And I think that's why people shy away from social media marketing sometimes. And then ultimately, like you said, content is recycled, right? Like I'm not the only podcast host out there. I'm not the only private practice coach out there. Our ideas all are very similar, but we all have our own voices. So keep that in mind when you're listening to what Jeff is saying, because he's spot on. With the fact that people have said what you're probably going to talk about before but you're going to say it differently and that's okay and that's the whole point of this and engagement engage 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 especially with the people who are supporting you for the people who buy my stuff who buy my courses who buy my retreats those are the people you know who not only do i care about the relationship personally but those are the those are the people who are constantly plugging or sharing or or want to be involved and connected You really want to nurture and foster those relationships because that is going to be creating success for you and for them in the long run talk to us a little bit about the sponsor piece i've been getting sponsor offers for the podcast i'm very selective i imagine that you are too because essentially whoever sponsors us right like that's our reputation as well if i'm pushing a brand that i don't believe in or is doing horrible unethical shit throughout the world or whatever the case may be that is a reflection on me so it sounds like you've turned quite a few down Can you talk to us a little bit about that?
1: Uh, Yeah, I probably get approached once to 10 times a week with like, and a lot of those, so a lot of, a lot of these people or companies are like in the mental health industry, great. And they're sort of like, and they're trying to uh, bridge the gap, uh, like make it so that like therapy is more accessible, you know, how the apps are doing that these days. And um, I don't think anybody's figured it out yet. And I don't like what's happening with it. So a lot of those apps of like, you know, therapists on demand, the Uber of therapists sort of shit. I, I look into them. I hope that they are like doing it the right way. I don't know really exactly what the right way is or if it can be profitable, but they're not quite doing it the right way. I don't want to do that. The Biden campaign uh, contacted me, uh, which was really crazy. And they're like, hey, we're doing the, what the fuck are they doing? The Build Back Better thing. We're breaking it up into all these different packages. And we need people like you to explain what the Build Back Better campaign is. And we love your voice. We love your style. Can you just talk about it? And they offered me $1,000 per video. You know, I'm a Democrat. I voted for Biden and I hope he's super successful. <laughs> but I lean a little bit more progressive. I'm more of like Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Bro sort of guy. And my audience is incredibly progressive. So you also have to think about the audience. If I was like, hey, so have you like thought about Biden and all the great things that he's doing? I would be canceled by my audience. Um, and I'm not just and I'm not, I'm also just like not super on board. So, anyways, there's those sorts of like funny things there's lots of um you know like random like could you help me sell these shoes or these sunglasses? And and none of it, like, makes sense for me. Uh, and I'm, like, open to doing it. But I've said no, because part, partly because, like, I'm still a 90s kid that thinks that selling out is the worst thing you could possibly do. And I would obviously be selling out. So that's why I say no. So there's, you could, but you could monetize it that way, which is fine. I won't judge you. Um, I will judge you. But then there's, like, other ways where you could, like, create courses or create uh, membership groups. So, or create apps for like people to like be in that would like not be another type of like membership group because they want your, they want your knowledge and they think that you're great and I'm sure you are great. And so that's something that I would do, but that's just like, like more time and energy now, I have like a caseload of 10,000 clients where I'm giving like shitty advice to, I think, you know, so like that feels like a lot of work. What I plan on doing is either one of two things or both things. I'm either going to like make my own product that sort of like connects with what I'm putting out there that people can buy or and I am like starting a YouTube channel because YouTube is so much easier to monetize. Cause they just run ads against your video and you get 55% of that ad. So like that's, I'm trying to send people over to YouTube and I'm doing like pretty good at doing that, but that means that I have to create content for YouTube, which is that's a whole
0: nother podcast great advice and that could be a whole another podcast we can go down the YouTube rabbit hole Um, yeah I like that I like that you're being intentional though about the sponsorship requests because I think that again is just a representation of you your brand and also you're thinking about your followers what would they really be into like you said if I have really progressive followers do I want to be plugging fucking Joe Biden on my podcast like <laughs> I'm a Democrat too but like trust me Bernie bro all the way my followers would be like huh did you sell out like what, what are you doing this for right at the end of the day. So if your brand is about being authentic to who you are and to your message, you probably want to be really selective about who you're letting into your uh world professionally in those ways. And I vet all of my podcast sponsors too. I'm like, do I want to plug whatever you're asking me to plug? Hell no. My my audience doesn't want to hear about your shoes or your sunglasses or your jeans like I, nobody gives a shit. But, very cool, Jeff. I, I appreciate you making the time and talking about this because I do think this is still going to be a conversation that is ongoing in the therapy world over and over and over again for for the foreseeable future. And I hope everyone can really see both sides of this conversation and not just fixate on one or the other. And it's not black and white, and our profession is not black and white. And I think that, we have to try really hard to make sense of that sometimes because of what we've been told or how we kind of move in this profession and how we understand it to be uh, structured, especially within our ethical guidelines and boards in general. So I just hope everyone can take this in. If you want to become a TikTok influencer, listen to this episode, follow Jeff on Therapy Jeff at on TikTok, check out Therapy Den, his um, wonderful listing site and directory page for therapists, very inclusive site, allows you to do free searches. I mean, allows you to have free platforms and memberships. So a lot of good stuff that'll be in the show notes. And Jeff, as usual, I really appreciate having you on. It's always a pleasure. It's always fun. You always have me laughing with my camera and my mic muted. So I really appreciate this.
1: Yeah, no, I love being on this podcast and I hope that I can come back a bunch more times in the future.
0: For sure. For sure. And if anyone wants to find more of me, allthingspractice.com. New episodes of the All Things Private Practice podcast coming out every Monday morning. Like, download, subscribe, and share. And we will see you next week. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.